Good morning, Laurie Kilmartin in the afternoon. Are you here? Are you, where are you? I'm, uh, I'm in, uh, Los Angeles for like three weeks and then oh, I get yeah, yeah. So at the end of the month, I'm doing some JFL linked shows at various locations in Toronto, including the comedy bar. And, uh, you can find that information on my, okay. Uh, you can find, hold on. Kyle just sent me a. A message to turn the fan off. I was trying right, to not interrupt a plug, the most important part of the show. Like, sound is right. fine, but, like, but let's but, get those but, dates out, Lori. I right. literally and I, only have one fan, and it's something I have to plug in. That's how my career is right now. <laughs> so, but you, uh, it's 114 degrees outside. I mean, it's, it's horrible. It's I genuinely. I used the AC this weekend and I never use the AC and let me, oh, wow. It's amazing. Like uh, this whole summer at like at three o'clock. Yeah. It's 106 at three o'clock. I'm like, I, how do people live like this? But I'm not using the AC. I'm just sitting in front of a fan and it really, you know, just keeping it at 78 makes such a difference. You just feel functional. It's so bad. Oh, for yeah. the environment. So. <sighs> I'm not weighing in on that because I'm running the AC right now, and <laughs> it is at 78. Uh, actually, out here in the garage, I have it at uh, 80. So, oh, see, um, that's, that's reasonable, and that's, I'm trying to help. I'm, I'm I'm trying not to be a monster, but uh, whatever. I'm a monster, but uh, I'm also I just took the dogs for the tiniest of all walks, just to, you know, like a, and I usually go around the corner. And yeah. we get to the end of the block. I'm like, nope, we're going back in. <laughs> and we go back in, and they're the metal clasps that I that I put on their harnesses are hot, are like hot oh to my the God. touch. I was like, all right. Okay. You know, because of, I'm on my son's school schedule, I wake up around six thirty or seven, no matter what time I go to bed. And uh, just to walk outside at that early in the morning and to feel heat is so discouraging because you. <laughs> expecting a little bit of Christmas crispness and it's there's nothing there and it, it's it's like four in the afternoon heat at 7 a.m right. it's really awful right it's it's already 85 degrees uh right out the get-go here in the valley but um yeah so global warming is real try to save somebody or something and uh how was your stand-up comedy career this week how did did you do stand-up comedy it feels like it's in the dumper. I did do stand-up comedy. I did uh, many shows this week in Los did Angeles. Were fun, and uh, I did little fivers at Flappers because they're having their anniversary show this weekend. So they've got a bunch of comics doing short amounts of time, and uh, those are fun. You know, you you don't you're not going to do a ton of new stuff in a fiver unless, eh, but some people did. I didn't feel, you know, but I whatever. So it was it right. was. Uh, and then uh, I was at the improv last night and um, I had to follow Anthony Jeselnik. So that was fun. He, oh, he that's gets, awesome. He gets the crowd. Uh, they, they become oohers, real like ooh laughers. So it's oof, oof. like he's a great comic, but he also sets, gets them listening to jokes, you know, so 
don't, anyone listening, don't be scared to follow Anthony Jeselnik because he actually he preps the crowd really well too because his jokes are so well written and he forces them to pay attention to the writing. And so he's great. Yeah. And don't be afraid to follow anyone because I mean, you could acknowledge it. Just say, well, that was exciting. You got to see fancy pants general, whatever. Um, I last night I had two sets at um, flappers one for the anniversary and one for um, wh- uh, one just where I was supposed to do a, t- a 10 minute set in front of Leno. Um, yeah. And um, I was late. I thought the show started at eight and it started at seven. Oh. And so at quarter to seven, That's... I got a call from Josh going, are you coming? Oh no. And so I, yeah, I was like, I can, you- do you want to just give it to someone else? I know Laura House is in is in the house. She was she was doing you who because we had spent we had written we spent a couple hours writing yesterday afternoon, mm-hmm. and um, uh, but it's uh, but he was like, no, if you're here by seven fifteen, Jimmy Bro gonna go first, and then and then you can do ten, and so I got there at ten after. There was a lot. There was parking issues. There was street closures. I asked uh- a cop. Just, uh, you know how sometimes you see a cop and you become nervous and think you're going to be killed and you're a criminal, even though you're not, and you're a middle-aged white lady? Um, mm-hmm. So a cop pulled up next to me, and so I rolled out my window and I said, hey, do you know where the comedy club is? And um, and he rolled down his back window first to show his canine. And what? then he rolled out, I know. It was a really weird, weird fucking power play where I was you like- were just- Chit chat in in traffic with a cop. Yep. What? Why? Because I I knew I had to cut in front of him. Whenever I cut in front of a cop, oh. I always think to myself, he's gonna. Right. Kill. Yeah. So, right. Uh, yeah. So I just oh, at the stoplight, I asked him. I was like, "Do you know where Flappers is?" And he goes, "It's right up there." And I see a bunch of traffic, and I think about making conversation, but he's super, like he's like, like I've interrupted him at work, and I'm like. Ah, this is part of your job and talking to the public. Nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I get there. I'm late. Kate, uh, Casey is on, is on stage. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, I try to, yeah, she's hosting. And I tried to stay in close enough so she could see me. So she'd bring me up instead of Jimmy. Cause I felt bad and she didn't see me and brought Jimmy up. But um, then I had a mediocre 10 minute set in front of Jay Leno which uh, you'd think I wouldn't care, but I do. And he was polite about it. Uh, I have to, I have to say this. Uh, I had a bad set the first time I met Dana Gould. And I was, I was opening for him all weekend at the comedy gallery uh, in the early nineties. And, uh, and so I, I just went up, I did a guest set or I can't remember what it was, but it was the first time I'd ever performed and it didn't go well. (laughs) And Dana Gould would not make eye contact. He, uh, he did not, <laughs> what I appreciated was that he did not lie. And, you know, later in the he, week, he, he, great set, <laughs> not a word, not, not, not a sentence out of him later in that weekend. I did have a better set and he was like, that was funny. And I was like, that's all I wanted, but at least, he did, at least he didn't lie, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and it was an okay set, you know, I'm not ever going to have that bad a set like I had in 92. Um, but. Unless, of course, I have a stroke on stage. But uh, 
But that was that. Was, so the first show, and it was funny because Brogan was like, "Hey, let me give you some advice." And I looked at him, and he goes, "I'm kidding. I know now. Ah, I'm not supposed to give knows. advice." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I just I just um, somebody had a bit that I watched, and uh, and there was a word. I think that they should use a different word. And I'm like, should I, should I tell them? And I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, uh, no, you know, and yeah. then it's bothering me for like three days straight. So I just DM'd like, like a two paragraph message saying, I think this word would work better. And here's why. <laughs> so, annoying. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that is, uh, that is crazy. I did do the second show. And the reason I brought it up was I did do, I did the two new bits that I'm sort of working on one, the, um, mm-hmm. my new, um, kind of sex joke, my new sex joke. And, um, fuck yeah, Jackie. Fuck yeah. And, uh, you married sex. Nothing's, nothing's racier. And, <laughs> uh, when your mother-in-law's in the room next door. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, no. And then, and then, uh, and then, but no, no, I'm, I'm not doing a bit about that. <laughs> that actually, I'm embarrassed to have even mentioned it. Uh, but the, oh, no, Jackie, you got to. Come on. No, I, I know it's gold. It's probably gold. And then Nothing. I will I will say this. Remember last, I think it was last episode of the episode before I said that I left my vibrator at yeah. a condo. And so I go, I have I had like three shows at Bar Lubitz and the, the gender fluid Chotsky store next to Bar Lubitz. I had a show there on Monday, and um, oh wow, it was a storytelling show. And I was working with Cindy Williams, who's a New York comic and not from Laverne and Shirley. Uh, do you know? Do you know Cindy Williams? You know Cindy Williams, right? Offhand, it's hard. We do, we do, and that's the whole thing. She was like, "Remember when you used to yell at me when I would bring up people, and you're like, don't, don't make, don't put me on the spot." Um, yeah, you, I was just thinking, why the fuck is she doing this to me again? Yeah, I know. I'm just constantly doing it to you. my eyes. <laughs> Are they dead? Are they dead inside? Um, <laughs> so, uh, she, it was a storytelling. I, I will get back to the, to the, to the vibrator thing in a minute, but, uh, the storytelling show I did on Monday was Jake Kroger. Oh, and, okay. uh, and it had, it was in this store and it was blackout dark. It was I couldn't see anyone. Virginia was there and I yes. recognized her because she has a distinctive laugh that I enjoy. <laughs> and uh, so she has a, it's a very bright spotlight into your face and it's supposed to be storytelling 10 minutes. And um, I feel like Cindy Williams was second, uh, first or second. And I was like, no one else should go up. We should all just go home uh, because oh, it was, it was, I don't even know what to do with this story. I mean, I don't know what she's doing. I think she's doing a solo show over at the Elysian or um, maybe Lyric. Yeah. But whatever it is, she, it's a story about when she was eight and a bunch of money. And I don't want to ruin it. There's a Chuck E. Cheese element. I mean, it was genuinely, like, it just kept building and I became stressed out about this story. I was like... (laughs) what is going to happen and then you find out and you're like i don't know how to turn that it's not i mean the the story itself isn't broken but there's mm-hmm. part of me that's like 
people want to see that as a movie. And, you know, that's a scene, not just a scene. I want it to be like a half hour movie. I want to, if yeah. there was such a thing as a novella in movies, and there probably is, I'm in, I'm not in that part of show business. Uh, she should make a novella of movies, the Cindy Williams story about. I like that idea. A movie yeah. novella. A movella. I like <gasps> Movella. Write it down. Write it down. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> That's cool. Let's yeah, see. so I told my story, and it was just okay, and it was fine. And then I did I did another, I did a Bar Lubitz on Saturday, uh, Friday. I did a jetpack. Mm-hmm. It was a bunch of very funny, very pasty white dudes and myself. And uh, I was like, everybody's very funny. But it does feel weird that I'm the only lady. Um, and then I worked on that new stuff, and I've been... I've been kind of depressed all week because I I feel some guilt about my mother-in-law and you know all these different things and I've I've got all this so I I I've been genuinely depressed and last night I was sitting next to I think it was Hunter Hill and it, the the gate, the green room was packed because it was those 5 minute spots in the second yeah. show yeah and Hunter goes how you doing and I was like kind of depressed and he was like, oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. What's, uh, is there anything I could do? Do you want to talk about it or anything? Incredibly sane conversation. <laughs> Standing in front of me, two dudes our age, a little bit older, Brian Kiley. Oh. Noodles. Noodles himself. I and then Kylie Noodles and, uh, and, and, of course, Jimmy Brogan, who both tried to fix it. And... <laughs> uh, well- <laughs> Kylie's a dad, so of course he's going to try to make you feel better. Yes, and they're both super sweet. And I was like, you see what this guy did right here? You see what 34 gets you? This gets you, this is what this guy did. He's, uh, he just said, I'm so sorry to hear that. And mm. <laughs> so, and Brian and, and uh, Jimmy were like, something changed. What happened? Is it something that, is there something you could be addressed? And I was like, this isn't a carburetor. You can't pull it out. It's not, sometimes I am human. I don't get depressed that often, but I, you know, sometimes get depressed. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be nice to have a problem that could be fixed in a packed green room? I mean, <laughs> that's the dream problem, right? Wow. There's absolutely nothing. No problem can be fixed in a packed green room. <laughs> a packed green room usually creates problems. Yes. The only thing that fixes a packed green room is a fire in the green room. <laughs> I was just going to say, fan of the show, Nicole, uh, not going to say her last name, uh, may not even know it, but uh, she brought to the second show, she thought that I was on Friday's show, but you were on Friday's show, and so she got to see you, and that was a delight, but she, for some reason, didn't offer you a homemade cinnamon roll. She was like, Jackie needs a homemade cinnamon roll. And so she brought me a homemade cinnamon wow. roll the size of my head. And I, so I brought the it in the green room. fucking continues with our <laughs> fan base. Uh, feel free. <laughs> feel free to bring Lori Kilmartin all of the sweet treats. Uh, it's good. You could bring me, uh, somebody did. Actually, the last time I said this, somebody did. And there was 12 cents taped to a card. It was actually quite adorable. Um, <laughs> Because I said something about everybody sending me 12 cents last week. And um, 
she had 12 cents taped to a card. And But the last time I said to somebody, if you want to bring me something, bring me some roast chicken. That'll be great. Uh, a woman actually brought me roast chicken and stuffing. <laughs> and I was like, this is very sweet. But so I bring it into the back and one of the wait staff go, are you going to eat that? Like, like I'm a firefighter and it's not safe for me to eat. I'm a comic. Of course I'm <laughs> I was like, if this is how someone wanted to kill me, it's a weird way to go. But I'm, I'm willing to chance it. And then mm -hmm. uh, James B. Connolly also had a giant fight, as did Casey. So I split it up amongst the people. All right. That's nice of you. Um, I guess my half that you uh, set aside for me is... Casey asked. Oh, no, it was Laura House. She was like, you're not going to save half of that for Lori? I thought you had to split all... I owe you six cents. How about that? How about that? No, not good enough. So I tried to figure out the Patreon thing as well this week. With this, with yeah. a, an actual... Well, there was an idea. Here's an idea. And I set it up, but I don't know where to put the art. And... Um, there's one. There's no. There's still no tiers on the Patreon because we right. mostly use we use the money to pay Kyle. Congratulations, Kyle! Thank you. Yes. You have received, uh, and and because it's been very popular, you are making I think fair money, and that's nice. It's the and, only thing keeping me financially alive. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> good price. <laughs> that is very disappointing to hear. I'm going to burst into tears. Did I? Did you not hear See, that I was depressed? Share that sentiment about. <laughs> And uh, so, but I heard that there's a thing that Patreon will do where if you create a tier, they can also uh, send people like a, uh, a sticker every three months or every month or something like that at a certain, you can send them actual merch that they will produce and drop ship themselves. That's so right. you don't, all you have to do is upload the art. So I created that tier and then, and I created art for the first sticker. But I did not, I have since not found the place to upload that art. Oh. So if somebody joins, at, and it's a $10 tier, and supposedly if you do it for three months in a row, you get a sticker. So if you're already at that $10 tier, I think it will happen. But maybe you'll get a blank sticker in three months. And wouldn't that be ironic? Wouldn't that be weird? If they just sent you a sticker that then you would get a, a Sharpie and write Jackie and Lori on. I don't know what you would do with that, but. Let's let's commit now to not sending our fans a blank sticker. Let's commit. <laughs> I have, I will go back. I'll, I'll take another dive into it to try to figure it out, obviously. But uh, the other thing that I can't figure out, for some reason, the Dork Forest isn't on Google Podcasts. And uh, it, the last one is like 20 episodes ago. The next episode, by the way, starts the 17th year of the Dork Forest. Whoa. The pre podcast. I, I am Jurassic. And uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's nuts. 2006. Wow. I mean, that's got to have been one of the first comedy podcasts hosted by Kyle, as, right? As uh, Jimmy Pardo likes to say, he beat me by three months. <laughs> seriously like pardo first right and then maybe jimmy door right no and no you... doors doors is only like 10 years old his is jimmy just Dore a couple of years older than ours oh really i thought he had a, a just a pure comedy podcast for a, a while. previous one but yeah. just in in a row it's jimmy door it's it's uh jimmy pardo pardo yeah and, and then the next and then there's a couple others that i don't can't remember the name of and then i think like four years i think that wtf mark Marin's thing 
is easily 12 years. Mark, Marin asked me to be on one of the first ones. Yeah, me too. At the Bonnie Hunt show, and I couldn't, I couldn't get away for the afternoon to do it. But it was like, <laughs> it must have been like in 2009. Right. Because uh, that's when I, my limited time working for her. There you go. Maybe she'll mm-hmm. hire you again. Like, it wasn't out yet. So he, uh, he was just banking on it. So oh, I interesting. Should, uh, I, I think the first one I did was, was a live one. And then I did an in-garage oh, yeah. one. We did that one together. We did a live one together. That Maryland Rice Cup didn't show up at at UCB Franklin? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember Maryland not showing up. And I, t- I had texted her. I said, are you coming to this thing? And she said, I'm not going to bank. <laughs> <laughs> and it was something like, I'm in my pajamas. It didn't happen. <laughs> and since it didn't pay anything, you know, I think the first time I did it in his garage, I got a t-shirt that I loved. It had three cats on it. And yeah. then, uh, and, a, and a pound of coffee. Because he already had advertisers. Sure. Yeah, he was successful pretty quick. I have, I still have my coffee mug for the, from the first time I did it. It's a great mug. It does get hot in the microwave. You can't microwave the mug, but it's a great mug to pour hot coffee in. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? That's a great story. I love it. Um, what yeah. I... <laughs> you said... Well, to end everything with it's a great story. None of these are great stories, okay? It's, it's, it's you, a, it's a dealt by veracity stories. That's what every podcast is. Okay. Well, I, I, we can't win the lottery every podcast. Wow. That, that was some comedy gold right there. Look what happened right there. Oh That's God, be there you go again. This is <laughs> Midwestern thing. This is a, tw- Wait, what, my mother used to do it. It's that little sarcastic thing after something, a little, da, 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 da. compare me to That's, your mother. Yes. I did. I'm going to storm out. Watch it happen. <laughs> this is so Wisconsin of you. This is so Wisconsin. I can't be a little sarcastic. Is that See, that actually does sound like you're yeah. uh, I can't be a little sarcastic. I, <laughs> you're the only one who could be funny. Is that what I'm hearing? And well, so- that was comedy gold, right, guys? <laughs> what am I doing an impression of? Um, I don't know. Marilyn Bamford? Talk to me. About, uh, <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> I was... Our, can we take a break? I don't know. No, go ahead, please. Oh, wait. Should we take a break? I don't know where we're at. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Hey there. I'm Ellen Weatherford. And I'm Christian Weatherford. And we've got big feelings about animals that we just got to share. On Just the Zoo of Us, your new favorite animal review podcast... We're here to critically evaluate how each animal excels and how it doesn't, rating them out of 10 on their effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics. Guest experts give you their takes informed by actual, real-life experiences studying and working with very cool animals like sharks, cheetahs, and sea turtles. It's a field trip to the zoo for your ears. So if you or your kids have ever wondered if a pigeon can count, why sloths move so slow, or how a spider sees the world, find out with us every Wednesday on Just the Zoo of Us in its natural habitat on MaximumFun.org. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, you've probably heard about microdosing from me. It's not just... <laughs> 
But all sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better. Our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. They are perfect entry-level doses. You know, uh, I have tried other products and just been flattened, okay, because I didn't know how much I was supposed to take, all right? And uh, Microdose, they they parse it out for you. They know you're a beginner, and uh, they know you need the help, and I really appreciate that because because I'm functional the next day completely after I take a microdose gummy. They uh, they taste great. They feel amazing. I've used some that help me get in the zone when I'm doing creative work, uh, like this podcast where I pretend to have a career. That's always very creative <laughs> for me. And, of course, I sleep uh, like a fiend every single night because I take a, a – I actually take half a gummy. Um, I just bite and uh, take half of it. Uh, I am um, – I am a low-dose lady, so there you go. Please read verbatim. Um, to learn more about micro <laughs> to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use the code Jackie Lori to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. That's quite a bit. And do you um, know why you had to read that verbatim? Because it had all the pertinent information, hence verbatim. Yes. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, links can be found in the show description. But again, it's real easy. It's microdose.com code Jackie Laurie. You got this. You don't need to read our show description. It's very easy to memorize. And comic of All the right. week? Oh, yeah. Already? Is it 30? Oh, we took a break. So that's usually we do it right after the break. It's 22. Okay. So we're doing okay. We're early. You've asked for breaks at 15 before. So we're doing all right. <laughs> Our comic of the week is uh, A.B. Cordova. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched a clip. I saw that she, uh, I saw her tour, her tour dates on her, on avcordova.com um, is updated. So you guys, this is a comic that you'll know if she's available. So feel free to book her. I uh, worked with her uh, in Berkeley recently and she is brilliant. That's great. We, the what I saw, I really liked, and uh, yeah, she, and her her first name is spelled A I V Y, so it's I V with an A in front. Okay. Um, and what's your handle? Kyle, please. Her oh, her name on Twitter currently is Queefer Sutherland. <laughs> Wait, go it's see at, this is it, woman live. No, it's at AV Cordova. Okay. Oh, there we then, go. Uh, Cleaver Sutherland is just oh, you know, the first her impression. Oh, that's name. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like, at, it's at, yeah, okay. Okay. Cleaver Sutherland is funny. Okay, so I will finish the fact that, so I went, because I did so many gigs right around Bar Lubitz and the Pleasure Chest, which is the dirty bookstore uh, that sometimes has stand-up. Uh, so I, I, go in, I go in there to buy a new vibrator. Because I need to find, I'm a, I'm a human. Uh, they they Are have you done. Afraid you're going to run into a comedian at the pleasure chest while you're buying a vibrator? I'm afraid of no. I'm afraid of no one. Uh, what oh. what what Eli Olsberg has done? He has made me inured to the pleasure chest. I will even wander back and see those racks where you can put somebody on and put a ball gag in them and go. I don't ever want to be part of that. <laughs> but uh, but people will be browsing in that area, and I'll think, all right. That's what they're into. Uh, I hope they have a nice safe word. So, uh, but the, so I, I go and I find the, because the brand I wanted was the one that Emily, that we got. I don't know if you bought one, was when Emily Heller 
um, they accidentally used her name or something on Instagram. So we all got a deal on these, on this one brand, the Lilo brand of, of vibrators. And so she said, she called him up or she DM'd him and said, uh, I'm going to need a code so that me and all of my friends can get uh, discounts. I remember. And, I didn't remember that? that? Oh, so great. And so I got it and it was probably, it was only several, it was probably three or four inches long and it had like a suctiony thing, too much info, but it had a suction thing on it. And um, the newer version, the up, it's like going from a 1997 Camry to a 2012 Camry. It's four times as big. <laughs> times as loud i feel like i got a jackhammer going on down there and i'm like why does it have to be so big and so loud and i was like is the other half going to be jammed up me does it also vibrate it does not so um too much god info. jack i know a lot of info but you know like you said we got we got time to fill here so but i did go across and i bought one and uh, it's just, it's, I don't know if I can carry it in my, in my carry-on luggage. It feels actually embarrassing. The littler one did not. Okay. Um. <laughs> you got, you got a, in a story, anything? What do you, what's your story? I don't have a vibrator story. Sorry, guys. Turn the podcast off now if you expect me to talk. <laughs> you doing everything manually still? I did for, uh, for ages. Jackie, I only talk about these things on stage. <laughs> Why would I ever talk about them in real life? Now, um, I so I I, I started um, uh, like I have a TikTok account, so I I I'm like, what do I want to just enjoy it? Whatever I'm going to do, you know. Clearly, one has to be on TikTok if one is a stand-up comedian. Right. right. You got to give all your info um, to China. Yes. Yeah. And you have to just put everything up. Right. And so, uh, so I, 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 I had a couple tweets about student loan debts that were like trolly towards conservatives. And so I just read those tweets or I, I didn't read them, but I just said them to the camera and posted yeah. them, tagged it like mega Republic. I tagged it to attract conservatives. And then there was a lot of action, but it was all uh, white men calling me stupid. Uh, and so for a while, I was like, you know, I, I sometimes like to fight. And so yeah. uh, I, that was fun. And then I was like, is this what I want my TikTok to be? I don't. <laughs> no. It's it does. It's not resulting in even hate follows. Like it was just <laughs> finding right, right. it hashtags and telling me I was stupid. Or a communist or whatever. Have you put so, the filtered comments? Have you done any of the filtering on the comments? Because you can filter out the word stupid. I filter out the word Karen and the word Karen misspelled. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I I just decided after like a, a week or maybe six days or five days, I took them down because it was just repetitive, you know, annoying yeah, yeah. stuff. And, um, and so I've just been, I've been... Um, taking old sets and like really old ones. Like I, I'm going to put more of my comedy on the road up, but um, just little, just like little jokes, not the whole set all at once, but just little jokes and throwing them up. I don't have a lot of engagement. I don't know if I will. It seems like you have to sort of luckily, you know, catch lightning in a bottle, but you won't catch 
catch it if you don't have shit up there. So I'll just put it up and Tip Stevenson told me how to do it. And she said every day for 30 days, put up a 30 second stand up clip. 30 seconds or less uh, for 30 days in a row. And by the end of that, I had 42,000 followers. So, right. by the wow. way, did you notice that I re I reposted your Instagram post from Conan? Thank you. I don't know how you did that, but thank you for doing that. I used an app called Repost, and um, and it's got 45,000 views on it. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and all the comments are at you saying how funny you are. And I was like, get out. Get out. Why don't you go, why don't you go follow her if you like her so much? And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that worked. So, I, I mean, <laughs> Kyle, have you seen Kyle Kinane's TikTok? He, um, Has he, gone? he posted... Well, no, he posted a clip about uh, a service dog, and that's it. I forget exactly the joke, but it has the word consent in it, and how he aggressively petted a service dog, like he didn't ask for consent. And so people <laughs> ditched it, like people that are, you know, use a service dog, and you know, there's. It was just, it's so funny when people take a joke and apply it to their real lives and get very angry about it, right? And. So a number of TikTokers have done that with some of his bits. And it's just it's so funny. absurd. But of all the people who wouldn't give one shit if you didn't like a joke, it's Kyle Kinane. Um so maybe it makes me laugh. So there's yeah. if you look it, I mean the jokes, he's funny, so his jokes are funny, but the the stitches are like as a comic, your worst nightmare of someone talking to you after the show about one of your jokes. <laughs> Right. And trying to dissect it for some reason. Uh, yeah. Not not asked for. Uh, not real. Not any number of things that right. shouldn't have anything to do with you. But you're just like, imagine someone aggressively patting a service animal without consent. And you're like, it's OK. It didn't happen. Don't sweat well, it. Like it was service animal TikTok got mad and consent TikTok got like every word <laughs> that he picked has a community that's very upset about it. And it, it feels like he's artificially trying to get um, canceled. <laughs> I know. Did you? I mean, yeah, it was. It seems like it was written to be picked apart, but I, I don't think I, I don't think that's what he wants necessarily. So I, I doubt it. But it just coincidentally is one of those bits that's perfect if you want to piss off people that are are going to take a joke very literally. So I was at Bar Lubitz the other night, and Pete, the, Peter, the guy who who was running the night jetpack, mm -hmm. he says, "Do you ever do that joke about Na uh, Native American frozen food aisle?" And I said. No, that was two albums ago. I, I'm working on new stuff, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, that makes sense." And he walks away. And a after the <laughs> show, I realized, I think he wanted to hear me do that joke. I think he was making a request. <laughs> I don't even know if I would remember that joke. I would have to look it up. It's yeah. the yeah, it's the du jour, it, it's the du jour joke. I think I think it ends with yeah. the Giorno line, but Did it's from Conan. Oh, did yeah. you do it on Conan? You did it on yeah, Conan, yeah. right? I did it on Conan. It was a good um, one. Yeah. And uh, it, 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 that whole thing of having to look it up, like Joan Rivers used to have jokes on index cards. But it's weird because I think we in our generation of comics and below, you 
you ideally you stop doing a bit because you have written new stuff and it may not apply to your life anymore because you're writing about your life as it's going. Mm-hmm. But like like Joan Rivers was her, you know, none of it necessarily tracked exactly with her life, right? Yeah. A lot of her jokes. So she could tell a joke for 30 years, you know, maybe right. updated or uh and just have it on the index card and just go, Oh, I need I need this kind of a joke. Let me just look through here. Hmm. Just cross-referenced. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, there, there's... What else? Oh, I don't know if she does, actually. All I know is I'm supposed to do a bunch of... I Like, I have to figure out the Google Podcast thing. I have to figure out the Patreon thing. I have to mm-hmm. figure out what's happening with my album. Um, with yeah. And I have to... Um, I would... I would... I mean, this week I'm doing a one-nighter at a at a resort in San Diego at Mission Resort, but I'm only yeah. doing 30 minutes. But they do have a hotel for me, and I'm thinking about just staying in it just because I don't want to drive three hours back at night. Um, oh, hotels so. are nice. You should do that. I have like regarding my album that came out in October because we didn't get any album sales money the first uh, half first of the time. Year. Yep. We're supposed to get some at the end of this month, right? End of this month. But mm-hmm. like uh, for an album that's been out 10 and a half months, I've made about $600 on Sirius. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it about what you know, I've done. What's the, what, what's the point? Now I'm burning material for what? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. I mean, the thing is, is there's part of me that's like, well, I guess I could do that material if I wanted. I don't want to. That's why I recorded the album. So yeah. that I could move on and do other material and, right, right, um, right. and also make money on it. And I'm not making any money on it. And I, right. I emailed the guy about it and he hasn't responded. I'm getting a lot of not being responded, you know? Um, and I, oh, I did open for Maria at Irvine, Irvine, uh, improv this week. And it was actually super fun as far as, um, the crowd was all hers. Like it was a Thursday night. It was like 300 people. The room seats almost 500. But um, they were telling me that that nobody, you know, there's like a handful of people that can that can fill that room, right? Like even this guy, and I I, I don't want to say his name just because it's not that it's he he probably wouldn't even care, but uh, but he often does fill the room. Really? And oh. Yeah. Because he grinds it out. Is he what? Because he grinds it out. He's got. He's he does he does it via via advertising and social media. Like that's his. He uh, works the road, right? And he has. Have, well, have so you ever done it? Yeah. His social media, like, uh, he's he's podcast it's really proactive. Like, I believe so. Okay, we should start a podcast. <laughs> Wait, Lori, do you want to start a podcast? Maybe we'll. <laughs> Maybe that'll help our careers. Could happen. Could happen. Can't know. And mm. um, but the <laughs> the but the weird it has actually this I would say that this podcast has definitely helped my career. I have ridden your yes. coattails to several different <laughs> uh, several different gigs. First gigs, yes, and, uh, <laughs> and and more. It's been a delight. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then so I did that, and then I did flappers twice, and then I did jetpack, and then I did the the tchotchke store next to bar lubitz once this week i don't know what i'm doing this week i feel like i 
have sets, but, uh, you know, I, uh, oh, I was so depressed that I actually made an appointment with a nutritionist, Lori. They're going to find out that I'm, that I'm also not allergic to gluten. The last time I went to a nutritionist was like five years ago. And she's like, we're going to do a series of blood tests. We're going to find out you're allergic to gluten. I know it. So we did a series of blood tests and we found out I'm not allergic to gluten. And she was like, I still don't think you should do gluten. I was what? like, yeah, so she's going to give you the, uh, you had to pay for the test and she gave you the advice she would have given you either without way. the test. Yeah. Oh yeah. Completely. I don't like understand that. Yeah. Uh, the purpose of a nutritionist. <laughs> because I I mean, we kind of all know now, right? Yeah. We yeah. got, we got info. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. Well, I'm looking for a new acupuncturist. So I asked Wendy Liebman, who's lived here all, almost all of her, you know, for longer. And she's she's got the she, I figured she lives in the valley. My my acupuncturist, 85, retired. I get it. You're 85. Anyway, so she retired. And, and um, so I asked Wendy Liebman if she had an acupuncturist and she told me about this woman. And so I called that woman and that woman was like, I do acupuncture, but I mostly, I do nutrition. I do all wellness. And I was like, well, welcome to Los Angeles where there's going to be some wellness. And I would like some wellness because, uh, you know, what the heck? Because uh, I, I feel like it's with a nutritionist, it's the promise of a plan. Like if you just follow this plan, then everything will fall into place. And I don't know. I don't know. Me neither. So Thursday, I'm opening for Maria at Flappers. Maria's doing the long set at Flappers cool. on Thursday. And then on Friday, I do that San Diego gig. And then on Saturday, Lady to Lady, 10-year anniversary. Nice. You hear about, you hear about that jam? It's a jam. You've been, you've been invited, Lori. I think so. Um, yeah. I'm a, I... <laughs> Can't remember? No, I'm... Or are you just I... checking to see where you're going to be? Kind of both. I, yeah, yeah. I, it's, I still, this is a legacy of Zoom, but it's still written on my refrigerator, my gigs. So they're never handy when I need them. Sometimes people are, hey, are you are available for this thing? And I'll be on the road and I'll be like, oh, I should have taken a picture of the fridge. <laughs> I do like writing it by hand in big letters on the fridge and not typing it in my little phone. Um, right. Well, because then, yeah. the, the, then your young man will also know where the hell you are. Which kind of helps. That, and I also thought, well, as I put my road dates up, his dad will see it when we do family dinner and then not schedule something on those road weekends. And that's never, that's never happened. So <laughs> uh, I need to re retool. Um, I am at the dynasty on nine 11 because the Julie Seabaugh movie, the documentary she did about, you know, comics and jokes uh, on, or excuse me, after 9-11 is, she's screening it. So I'll be there in the beginning and uh, oh. I might stick around to watch. It's hard to look at my face because, Because um, it's know, your face. It's my face. And I clearly need to start traveling with a lighting designer because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no one else cares look like but me and then when i see it on screen i'm horrified but i'm sure no one else gives a shit no, no one else no one is, is uh steve ran is easy gonna be there hero of 9-11 stand up <laughs> hero of 9-11 i don't know he you know i hear he's in pakistan saving people from flight <laughs> <laughs> 
A lot of people don't know this about him, but he works for uh, uh, Merrill Lynch in Pakistan right now. (laughs) So, hey, careers can come back from anything. That's the inspiring thing about a lot of stories uh, we've experienced the past couple of years. Oh, yeah. Nothing nothing kills a comedy career except being a woman who's over 40. (laughs) (laughs) Bam! Let's put let's let's end that. I just watched this. I just watched a season of a show called Madame Blanc. It is a British show. It's a one of those murder mysteries. It's whatever. Yeah. But get this: the the lead woman. Everybody on this show, because it's a British murder mystery show, is either goony looking or normal looking, so they appear handsome. And it was written by the woman who plays Madame Blanc. And uh, and her writing partner, who's also got a role in it. And it is wonderful. And I'm like, I'm so happy it was made. And they shot it during COVID. And they shot it uh, in a little island off the off Malta. Malta is off of Italy. And the Gozo is off of Malta. And so it's wow. this tiny, and it's supposed to be set in the south of France. But because it's in the Mediterranean off of Italy, it looks like the south of France. Uh, it looks yeah. like all of that, right? So there's a giant church. That's all they need for someone to be murdered in. And <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so but it's really it was inspirational to watch because there's like seven or eight episodes, and then there's two eps, two like short, um, the making of Madame Blanc, and they interview all of the white guys who directed it. And they're like, it's so surprising that I that I enjoyed this, which Sally wrote it and she asked me to come be part of it. And I'm so happy to be (laughs) so weird. Like even the director is kind of better looking than almost everyone on the show. Interesting. I do feel like you and I should have been born and raised in England because they just have a better comedy system. They have these little series that they give people, you know, you just I mean, you know, you have to you know, write it and ask for it and stuff like that. But it just seems so different from here. Like you can, you can have a little, sh- little shot, a little chance. It seems like if you go through the right channels. Well, Maria's, would... Maria's um, actually, um, she's, she's going to do her own show again, like the Maria Bamford show on uh, her web series. Remember that? Where yeah. she played all the characters. She's going to do sort of, and it's a dozen years ago that she did it, but she's going to do sort of a realer version of that an updated version with more production and um and she's going to play all the characters again that's cool it, yeah is she funding it she wants she's talking she's funding the first like the trailer i think so that and she's yeah. thinking about doing a kickstarter but she's super shy about doing a kickstarter and i was like no people want to see more maria bamford on on their streaming services and their television and they would be happy to donate to 20 bucks or a hundred bucks or 200 bucks or whatever they have like 20 bucks, I think would, I think gets you the series. I think, and I and think a hundred gets you a producer credit and right. Or, to, or, right. or, 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 or more just, you know, a hundred might get you a thank you. 500 might get you a producer credit, you know, because every episode is, is money bags. So, so she could actually have a number. If you hit it, you are an associate producer, you're an executive producer, etc. Right. Cause that's actually the definition of the gig almost providing yeah. money for the, for, for the show. I don't know how long the shows are. 
but um, she's pretty psyched about it. She's pretty excited. Laura House and I are working on um, a cartoon idea based on one of my old bits. And cool. Maria Maria said that she would voice some of it if, if, you know, she's like, I need work. And I was like, well, if you're attached to it, it might sell. <laughs> and it will, it will create its own work, right? And uh, it'd be fun. Yeah, that would be really cool. And I, I, you know how I, I put on my vision board that I want a more voiceover work. So mm -hmm. I got this. I have this tiny recurring role, a small recurring role in a in a in a cartoon. That I, it's an NDA. I can't talk about it. But um, I had to go up and do ADRs and pickups, and just additional lines, right? And it's an ADR, additional dialogue recording. Additional dialogue recording, yeah. And okay. um, and so. Every time I went, I was like, I wonder if I'm being paid for this. Then I would sign things and I just got a check. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Pretty great. Speaking of which, I never got that check from um, San Diego, San Mateo. So that's weird. I wonder what happened to that lady. Um, you'll get it. I'm sure you'll get it. Yeah, but I got a text saying that it was coming. That's interesting. It'll come. Okay. Um, hmm. I forgot. Well, I don't know. I um, I might I might start a cameo. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Mar I thought you had she one. Liked yeah, she said she liked I'm it. Sure. Yes, I do want to take a break. I need to recalibrate, Kyle. <laughs> you yeah. sent us a job. I'm a psychic. My name is Psychic Carrie. I'm yes. Ross. Oh, what a pleasure to meet you. Of course, I knew your name was Ross, as I am a psychic. But please, take a yeah. seat. Well, I was hoping we, hoping could, talk we could talk about my, my podcast. podcast. Yes, I know. It's called Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Yes. We investigate from uh -huh. science, spirituality, uh -huh. and claims uh -huh. of the paranormal. Uh -huh. you, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yes. This whole podcast, it sounds like it's been a real challenge for you lately. Well, actually, it's a lot of fun. Yes, exactly. Because it's so fun. Fun. I don't know how you this do it. This will be $75. Okay. That seems fair. Oh, no, Ross and Carrie. At MaximumFun.org. You knew it was a .org. I have a gift. A lot of silence. It's a beautiful... The smart way to run the clock. That's real nice. <laughs> I was at... Uh, oh, sorry. I did El Cid this week. And um, it was funny because at the beginning of the show, there weren't that many people here. So I made a set list based on the fact that there weren't that many people there. And then like 20 people walked in together and sat all over the place. And it's like, Ugh. Um, and, <laughs> then I, I, I took off a couple bits and added different ones. Uh, and, um, but there's this, there was just, just this one white woman sitting right up front, like I don't know, 25 or something. By herself? Long black hair. No, she's with a group who are, the rest of them were sort of enjoying the show. And she's looking down and looking at her phone and just looked so hostile. It was weird. I didn't want to. That is weird. Just call her out because calling out someone who's not enjoying the show, uh, unless they're, I don't know, it's dicey, you know, because they can. Yeah, they can it could go either way. Whole of negativity. Right. You can't get mad at someone for not liking you. You can get mad if they heckle you, or you you can come back at them for that. But if they just aren't entertained by you, uh, yep. That's there the was a guy. At. My my second set last night. First set, I didn't get to write a set list because I came in too hot, and I was all mm -hmm. in my head. And um and the and Flappers has that new clock up high, 
which is oh, yeah. awesome usually, but sometimes distracting where I'm like, I'm at three minutes and I've already done those four jokes. Why don't you slow down, Jackie? In my head, Jimmy Brogan. <laughs> anyway, so then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he advice. It lives in your head. It lives. It's already there. And then, uh, and then there's a guy on the left, his wife or girlfriend is having the time of her life. Keeps laughing. I do that line about, um, the, I do that abortion line and she laughs mm -hmm. and laughs and he, his face got all tight. And I was like, you don't get, your face doesn't get to get tight. And I wanted to just say <laughs> that to him. I was like, just, literally no one's talking to you, buddy. And, but I didn't say any of that. And, uh, but the second show I did my new married sex joke. And then I did my brand new tiny, tiny chunk about my mother-in-law, which okay. um, I talked to my dad on the phone the other day and with my mom-in-law was in the car and my dad was like, I said, Chris, you met my dad at the wedding. Dad, this is my mother-in-law, Chris. You met her at the wedding. And they're like, mm, hi, hi, and all these things. And um, and then there was silence. So I said, yeah, I'm working on some new material about her, so you're a little bit off the hook, Dad. And, um, and Chris, the look on Chris's face was just like, oh, that's what it's come to. Now I'm just going to be in the act. And my dad goes... <laughs> And in the middle of the, the, like the next thing out of my dad's voice was, I was like, you just write your, the material for me, dad. Because the next thing out of my dad's mouth is, you know how, if there's no God, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I was like, right. And he goes, but there might be a God. So, and I go, right. And he says, so you might as well go through the motions, right? And all I, yeah. and I'm like, a little late to get in on, get in on that, Dad. A little late. <laughs> he's thinking about things. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's 85. TikTok. Never too late. Never too late. And uh, so, but I did do, and it's just a tiny, it's just a little joke about moving her from, from the Sequoias down here to live with us. Yeah. And. So, you know, who doesn't want 20 new minutes of material? True. I, you know what? It's weird. Like, uh, so I have like a chunk of material on cis women and trans women. Right. 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 And I did it on the gala show. So at some point it's going to be a televised bit, but also sometimes they chop things up. I'm really, it's, it's every word, uh, is important in that bit. And <laughs> It it could make me look like Less an athlete than, or something. Yeah. Yes, right. So and then Sam Merle posted his. He had a really good trans joke on um, on from his Netflix special that he posted, and uh, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should post mine. But I well, mean, just to get just to get a date stamp on it. Yeah, but it's so it's it has a date stamp on. It, but I'm just afraid of what what. Canada is going to do to it. So maybe right. I should just love version of it. Uh, so, cause it's like, Oh, every, and then, I mean, so far, no one's no, you know, I'm just looking at like cis comedians, like yeah, yeah. trans comedians are going to come from their own point of view or whatever. So, so far, none of the cis's have stepped on mine, but I'm like, maybe I should just get it out and not wait yeah. for an album or this thing or, or the gala show just right. to get it.
out there. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, let's take a quick break before. Oh, Another one? Yeah. yeah, that would be break number three. Oh, shit. Did we already take the second break? We only got eight minutes left, y'all. We got this. Oh, no. No, I because I wanted to say something about the... the so I have um, someone clipping out a couple of my live sets that I have, right, from different um, clubs that have come through. And yeah. I don't do any crowd work. So he, he texts me and he's like, so should I just grab bits? And I was like, yeah. And then he grabbed two brand new bits that I can't post. They're just, uh, they'll, it'll, it will burn them. So right. I can't, it's, gen, I mean, it's genuinely too soon for those two bits. And uh, one of them is the married sex joke. And I was like, I appreciate that you like those two bits. And the other one, I think, is the mother-in-law joke. They're so, like, brand new versions of oh, those jokes. Yeah, right. you haven't yeah. the movers yet. Come on. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm still, still paying that off on the card. So, uh, yeah, but it's, it is, but what I'm saying is that it's flattering that he found those two bits to be kind of the, you know how bits are when they're fresh? They just have a nice energy to them. Yeah. That, that obviously, and he's a comic, so he's like, he, he felt that he felt that energy, I think. All right. Well, here's my point with my trans bit is that it's done. I'm not working on it anymore, you know? Yeah, like, I feel you like could put that up for sure. Yeah. And, but now I'm like, oh, I should wait for it to be in an album so I could make money off of it. No, I guess I'm not making money off of album stuff. So <laughs> if, it's, if it's finished, I should just throw it up someplace. Right. And is your album it. is still on Apple and Amazon, right? Like mine is. I assume so, but I'm not making any money from it. Right. It's, it's just all... it's a historical uh, memory of a set I did in 2019. That's all it is. It's an archive if anyone's interested in 200 years. Right. right. Of 45 right. minutes of 50 minutes of you doing a set. Yeah, I know. I, I guess I'm going to wait till the end of the month before I hire a lawyer. Or ask them if I have to hire a lawyer to get my album back. <laughs> because, I mean, and I don't know. You guys listening? Anybody listening? Because the thing is, is there's, I don't know how to do lawyers, I think has been established. And, um, but I will, because then I can just put it on CD Baby or TuneCore. And CD Baby and TuneCore will play stuff on Sirius. Even though... Uh, all of my other stuff should be on Sirius, and it's also not. So, it is so far nothing's on Sirius because, um, uh, my buddy Dominic said he keeps a look at it, and he said he would ping me if he saw it. And I don't know how to look for it, and but he could just show me. That's what I need. One more task. Pardon <laughs> me while I go eat a bullet. Yeah. One more technical technical task that has nothing to do with stand up. Actually, <laughs> I know I had I was in such I was so happy when I got off stage last night. I was like, stand up comedy can genuinely fix anything. So second set went so well. It was just a fiver. I did five twenty one. I felt bad about the twenty one seconds because there were sixteen comics, and um, but <clears throat> it was it was super fun and both jokes worked and it was great pretty psyched about it wait do we never responded to the crow about doing a live jackie and Lori? oh you know my only worry is 
uh, COVID. That's my only worry. Because oh, do you have an hour? <laughs> an hour of us without masks talking in a room full of people. You mm-hmm. know. Hmm. I don't know. Me neither. Uh, so that's so that's your is that your worry? My worry yeah. is I don't know. I don't know what my schedule is. I haven't been able to stare deeply into my calendar. So, but I want to. I want to do everything. Let you know. Yeah. (laughs) Please do. I I do want to. Yeah. Very ventilated. Like there's two doors that are open on either side of the stage. So it's a great. One of them is like a garage door or like a double door, like garden doors, aren't they? Yeah. Right, right, right. But you know what? Here's the thing. I'm getting, I'm going to get my Omicron vaccine booster as soon as I can. I think it's available after this weekend. So that'll be, that'll put my mind. You got the my... second booster for the the last batch, right? I got that a long time ago. I, I, know, believe... I don't know what, I don't know why I waited because now Omicron's available and yeah. whatever. I still have this scratchy throat. I don't know what that's from, but maybe I'm not hydrated. I'm going to drink some water. I'm sure my nutritionist would like me to. <laughs> oh, my God. How much time, Kyle? There are two minutes. There are two minutes, and I am lying. So what? there are oh, two minutes. What? <laughs> what? Okay. So, um, okay. What? Uh, you, I want, I'm going to give you a task. How about that? It's, um, uh, I, oh. How did you like, uh, I actually followed, uh, so when we did, oh my God, nine sentences, let's start one of them. Uh, the <laughs> of this is that when we both did Dynasty Typewriter, when I did, when I got to introduce people, Maria yeah. does that joke about how she would like to be introduced as a melanoma survivor with an <laughs> yeah. announcement. Uh, yeah. So I, I got to... Um, I got, she killed so bad with a bunch of, I got to see her hour Thursday night at Irvine and this week at Flappers, um, this Thursday she'll be at Flappers and I'm, and there were a couple of great new lines that I was like, I, I'm just, I regret not working with her regularly, but you know, it's flights and hotels are so expensive right now. So it's, it's literally prohibitive for her to bring me. And she gets to pay all the local features super fair. And they yeah. need the state and they get to open for her. And so yeah. they get to learn from watching Maria Bamford do an hour. They get to yeah. bask in, you know, an audience that is super available. Not that like my audience is there. A lot of them are bleed offs from Maria, you know, so they just want to hear what I want to talk about. And it's my favorite thing about my fans. Right. And because uh, sometimes what I want to talk about is super weird, and it's because I hung out with Maria Bamford on the road for a dozen years. So, but I do miss it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to have your comedy DNA mixed with Maria Bamford's is truly incredible. It's you know? a yeah. It's a it's a gift she gives people, and then and then uh, cash. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.